Hello and welcome to our podcast, Too Many Yams, a show about all things yam and squash related. And sweet potatoes. Sweet, well, they're all the same thing. They're all... (laughs) Sorry, yam and sweet potato. Is a yam, a squash, a sweet potato the same thing? That's what we're here to find out. Let us know. (laughs) No, no. Also, let us know how you like your yams, (laughs) sweet potatoes, and squash. Like fries? You like making you know squash? You like making microwave potatoes? What uh, what kind kind of of toppings toppings you like on them? You know, I'm more of a aioli mayo guy myself. I'm uh, I'm a ketchup guy. Freak. Like- <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to our podcast, Too Many Jams, a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own yam farmers, <laughs> or personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those topics that seem to leave our age group lost and confused. Like, for example, the difference between squash, yams, and sweet potatoes. Is sweet potato a hybrid, or... You know what? Who knows, Vern? Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Party on, Vern. Party on, Vern. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I guess we kind of forgot a little bit to say in the intro what this episode was about, um, because it's about us. It's about SodaStream. Is this episode brought to you by SodaStream? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, one of our sponsors recently hopped on, SodaStream. Make (laughs) all your drinks fizzy. (laughs) (laughs) Also brought to you by Chevrolet. Uh, They were courteous enough to give us a brand new 2013 Chevrolet Malibu. Uh, and uh, one more recent sponsor, actually, Apple. Both hooked us up with brand new iPhones and a new computer for Travis here that we can record all this stuff on. So Yeah, so um, all these very real sponsors that definitely gave us all sponsorship. We thank you guys. Um, let's get into it. This show is about us. This one uh, is going to dig deep into what's going on with our lives right now. The whole reason we started this podcast... Back in the day when Robbie had that light bulb moment, um, was accountability. We're like, holy shit, we don't know what we're doing. We're both doing a lot of things, but we're spinning our tires. Like, where are we going? What does it all mean? And we're like, let's start a journey. Let's figure it out. Let's document it. And let's document it. And that's the whole reason why we did this podcast. So we're about two months in, and it's time to motherfucking document what's going on. So what's what's happening? What's so uh, much? Or or let's let's give a bit of an idea of what we were trying to accomplish with this episode as well. Cool. We had the idea that we would take all the information that we've got from the last um, four episodes, four interviews that we've done, and sort of the valuable content and advice, things we liked about it, things we liked about it from the interviews, stuff we're applying how we can apply it to our own lives and how it's sort of relating to our goals and what we want to accomplish in the next couple months. The whole thing we saw about this podcast happening is we're like, what can two guys with a motivation to design their life, to get involved in self-improvement, what can they achieve in a year? 
what can we, what, where can we get to in a year? And we started this two months ago and it started by looking, researching, talking to people, looking at articles. And I know that I've already been implementing a lot of the stuff we've learned into my life. I'm also constantly looking on the internet um, for, for different ways to improve my life. And it's, I'm, I, it's working. It's entertaining. It's interesting. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely sort of motivated me to look more into that stuff and uh, kind of research more of these ideas and stuff that works in uh, to that degree with helping you achieve goals and what you want, you know? Yeah, I think, honestly, I think Robbie's going to be the real star of this episode because um, Robbie and I have been talking a lot. Uh, he, he's, he's kind of hit a point in his life where he's become self-aware. He's he's come from his uh, a period where, of I'd say underemployment you know what i mean i was i was idling idling you're 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 just dilly-dallying you're spinning your tires and and you you said to me you were like i'm con- i was content like i didn't you know you weren't kind of aware that that this wasn't pushing you towards your goals and in the last 2 months just with this podcast and having a, a mindset of figuring it out he's come so far so um, hopefully when we do this check in again in 2 months We'll see some of the fruits of the labor, but let's just get into it, man. Let's let's talk about each episode, some of the things we found cool, some of the things we are going to apply or are applying, yeah, and uh, how they kind of tie into our future goals when we check in in two months, and kind of what where we kind of see ourselves being maybe in twelve months, in sixteen months. So let's go back to the first two episodes that we did, where we spoke to Kathy, we spoke to your sister and Damo. We spoke to Cody. He purchased his place. What are some of your takeaways, Trav? Well, like first things first, I don't know how much we mentioned this. Rob and I are living. Uh, I'm living at home, and Rob and I's Robin's is living at his uh, aunt's house. We're both in similar situations right now. Mm-hmm. We pretty much live in our basements. But it gives us um, it gives us a lot of freedom. Um, a freedom to kind of make these choices. There's yeah, no and to schedule our day-to-day routines like, like however we want. We don't is- have the obligations yet, and but we do need to make some choices in the future. Um, living at home is great. Uh, I, I've set up my basement into a home office. It's filled with all the stuff from from my company. Robbie has a total batch pad going on at his aunt's, uh, aunt's place. And it, as it says, we, it gives us a freedom to spend the money, we've been able to travel, we've been able to still buy things for ourselves because we have so much rent open up. <laughs> but with all that being said, from the condo episode, the things I took away is that, you know what, you don't need to be loaded, high paid, any of these things to buy a condo. You just have to have the goal, set mm. the money aside, budget your life and get it. Yeah, you know what, That's. I, I wrote something down very similar. We didn't we didn't speak beforehand, but I, I had something along the same lines that living at home is beneficial, saves you tons of money. But if you want to be more independent and live on your own, you, like you might have to make some sacrifices, but ultimately at the end of the day, you just got to make the moves. I totally agree. And that's why even, um, so like looking at Cody's, Cody's decisions, he, you know what, he laid out the plans he even lived away from home when he was saving up and he gave us the exact timeline and to me it made that a lot more accessible. 
he bought a very nice condo as well. Yeah, it's and a as spot. he mentioned in his episode, he's not like an investment banker making hundreds of thousands of dollars. He is on a very typical trajectory for a working professional our age. And he was able to do all this just with some planning, some help from his parents, laying out, laying out a uh, schedule of repayments, just setting the goal and achieving it. And I like that a lot. Yeah. And I also think Cody, like Cody's a smart dude and he also runs sort of a very tight accounting tight uh, ship. Oh yeah. Tight ship. Right. Like his keeping track of all his finances and everything. And I think that is extremely necessary for it, the situation that he's in where he's paying off his mortgage. He's got a, he's got a place he's got to look after to make sure everything checks out at the end of the day and he doesn't fall short. Budgeting was probably the, the, the biggest point to that budgeting and uh, laying out the plan and not being afraid to approach family members with a, a rigid plan saying, I have this job. This is exactly what the budget looks like. This is how you're going to get your money back. Would you mind helping me out? And uh, we can put it all up in contract. And he made it work. But like, even with all that being said, he bought a very nice condo. You don't have to get a lower penthouse. You don't have to, you know, it's it's nice, obviously, if you're planning to live there for the next 10 years. Cool. Yeah. I think that was a good decision. If you're looking to just invest, if you're looking to just get some money in, uh, you know, it's it's you don't have to go that far even. Or even just renting a place, mm-hmm. and, which is definitely something on the radar for both of us. Because we talked to Kathy, my sister, and Damo, yeah. and we saw some, with all that being said about condos, we saw some reasons that I personally thought after all that, being said, I would still be a renter. Yeah, and I think even Damo said himself in the episode that he was uh, he made some comment about how yeah, him and Kirsty could be um, maybe a little tighter on their expenses by living like sort of just outside of the city in a in a spot where it might give them a bigger place and. Um, but they're away from all the action and stuff, but it's, he, like his, his thought process was like, I'm young. I want to be sort of in the action. I don't have many obligations right now. I want to be living in the area that I want to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I just drew some parallels and even, uh, Kathy said it as like, she said, we're, we're kind of a bit more transient. You know what I mean? Like we, I personally have plans to, uh, live in another city for a period of time. I'm not ready to lay my roots down here. Um, and just that being said, picking up a mortgage might not be the best thing for us. So from that episode, talking to everyone, talking about what Damo said about traveling, because he was the same way. He's like, I just didn't know if I was going to be here long enough to make that commitment until I met your sister. And uh, now that those things are kind of moving along, uh, yeah, it might seem like I'm behind, but how could I have possibly had the foresight? And totally. looking back, he had no regrets. And he's like, I can still get these things in the future. It's just, you got to choose whether you travel and explore first, or if you lay down your roots first and then travel later in life. Um, but it's all kind of the same thing. And I like that. There's no right way to do it. No. And th- that's and the what only I'm... way to find out is by going out there and doing what you want at the time. Exactly. And that's what I'm finding out by the more people we talk to, um, I find that there is no specific right way to live your life ever. And it, it's actually, it's more boiling down to common things between each person. And that's what they want to do. How how mentally strong you are to achieve your goals. And yeah. that kind of slots where you're able to go. Whether it's full autonomy, partial autonomy, full 
career, you know, as a professional, like they just kind of, you kind of slot in where it's, where it's, fits best for you and your exactly at the, for, for the time being i mean it's easy to get overwhelmed by thinking that you know speaking to all these people and hearing all the stuff that they've done and thinking about how you're going to incorporate that into you know your next couple years like how you're going to travel how you're going to get a job how you're going to move into a place and all this stuff but you know it's it's it just kind of it's worked out for them because the one thing that they wanted to do at the time, they went for it, and then the pieces sort of... Uh, they, they always fall in. They always fall... They fell in afterwards. Yeah. None of these people are starving beggars on the street. Like, that's a thing. It's making me more comfortable um, talking to these people because there is no right way. Um, and it seems that no matter how big a mistake people make or, or whatever, as long as you get to a good place, there's no regrets. Um, and with that being said, it gives us a little bit more confidence moving into the next episode when we talk to Ben... Um, it gave me a little bit more confidence when planning out our next little while to be like, you know what, I, wh- where is this pressure coming from for me to to get a job just to move out? You know, I was like, I can I can find my own way. I can I can continue with this company. We'll find a way to bring in money that will support our rent, whether it's getting creative on the money bringing inside, whether it's getting creative where we live. We'll find we'll find a way. I don't need to abandon my dreams just because I'm having a hard time moving out of, of my parents' house right now. Yeah. In Ben's episode, I've been using so much of, uh, of Ben's advice in my plan for the next little while. And we'll get to our goals in a bit, but I, when I talk about my goals and stuff in a while, it's basically all process-oriented goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, you know what? We can we can get into that in the goals section, but with Ben's, it was just mindset. How you think is how you are. That's how I've been literally living for the past two weeks, and we'll get into it later in this episode. But it's been changing my life, like yeah. night and day. His whole perspective on the way he operates and thinks about achieving his goals is uh, is just a less overwhelming way to think about it all. And uh, having a plan, focusing more on your day-to-day actions and what's in your control rather than thinking about sort of the overbearing larger goal that can cause you to like idle and stress sometimes. It's just, uh, it's a great way to go about it all. Because it, you're sitting here and you're going, I have to move out. I'm 25. I need a place. And you're going, I'm not getting any closer to that. And it's starting to overwhelm you until you start to make compromises. Maybe I do get that job at uh, that place. Maybe I do give up on my dream to be a musician. And it's it's how those dreams start to break down. But if you look at it from Ben's perspective, and you know, let's just get into it right now on, on a few examples. Um, if, if you look at it from Ben's perspective, it's it's really not that daunting. So some of, some of uh, my goals going forward were to, I think Robbie and I are kind of on the same page on some of these, but... Um, we want to move out just for independence sake because Robbie and I work together on music a lot and we're finding out we're having a hard time doing that working from home and the podcast as well. It would mm-hmm. make things a lot easier, easier if we were more centralized. Uh, it, it would make travel times easier. It would also make um, being social and interacting with people for my company and for his company um, like so much better being downtown. Cl- I'm closer to Soho house which I think you eventually want to join as well. Like we're just in it, in the scene a bit more uh, that we're not getting in uh, Forest Hill or East York. But um, so what I'm thinking is also, like- Also social scene, you know? Social scene. 
<laughs> we fuck with the same social circles. So that's what we're thinking. And like, I was starting to get stressed out come the new year because I was expecting, you know, I, I would just, I don't know. I just thought I'd be further along with Wrist and Ride. But when I moved Wrist and Ride back to Toronto, the price of living skyrockets. And um, I also didn't have the same support groups as I had in London where I was getting money from, you know, the government, from grant programs there. And I was really being pushed along. And when I came to Toronto, um, I was just brand new. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had to kind of start fresh and uh, yeah. I had to get the company up like multiple folds of performance to pay for a Toronto lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit overwhelming. And in fact, I kind of, in the summer, last summer, as we said, I kind of sent it. I you, just was like, you plateaued a little bit. Yeah. I once plateaued. You, yeah. Once you got back to, uh, once you got back to Toronto. Cause it overwhelmed me. Yeah. I was like, how am I going to do this alone? I have no one to help. Like all this stuff. I just finished writing the CFA. I was over the, I was overwhelmed. Did you find you had more resources and stuff when you were in London because you were part of the, the uh, accelerator Yes. and the incubator and stuff? London is a great place to start a business. The university there, they connect me with people. They gave us, uh, I think, thirty plus thousand dollars in funding. Uh, Like this is free, like not free funding, but this like they didn't take ownership. This is grant funding. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was great. Uh, moving back to Toronto, I had a lot of money saved up, but the company wasn't growing to the point where. In fact, it was declining because we had we had lost partners. People had moved on. A couple of of ideas kind of fizzled, mm-hmm. and then I that and I was like, you know what? Maybe I just don't get. Maybe I just don't have it. You know, and um, that's when we kind of we had a good summer. I'd say like just send it. <laughs> we fucking sent it. I started drinking again All after summer. a year off, and yeah, uh, that was when Party Trav came back. Yeah, I plateaued definitely. Which is, again, part of the reason why we hit this podcast. It was overwhelming. The, the prospect of me trying to bring Riss and Rye up to a Toronto-level company seemed too daunting. So I just didn't do stuff daily. I didn't do the stuff. I was like, oh, I don't know. I Maybe I need to find someone that can do this for me. Or It just was an awful way of looking at things. And only in the last little while have I been able to reorganize Riss and Rye with a daily process in mind. And exponential results have come out of it. Like... Just, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a little bit each day on a new product. Simple things too. Simple things. Do a little bit each day reaching out to people I want to work with. A little bit each day on, you know, looking into cool companies, cool ideas, putting out those Instas, putting out a story, just being active each day and not worrying about how far I have to go in order to make this a sustainable uh, Toronto business. Yeah. And in the, in the one month, two months, I'd say I've, I've really been only really doing it heavily in the last month. Already have a new product prototype in hand today. Three or four collaboration projects on the move. Um, I got a few guys that are working with us on the team. We have digital marketing going. We more, have more reach outs. More reach outs. Via more social media. You've and, been more active posting stuff. And it's it's not to say that, okay, cool, I'm going to expect to be rich in two months. But if I continue this week by week daily process for the foreseeable future, whether it's three months, whether it's a year, you'll get it. You know what I mean? You'll get there. Yeah. It's just a daily process. Um, and even, even the, uh, even the podcast, you know, we had this idea to start recording this in, it was probably, it was probably around August or so when we were chatting on the phone that one day. And, um, I mean, we didn't get the, we didn't get the first episode out 
till December. Yeah, January, <laughs> or like beginning of January. He was sitting on the back burners for uh, for quite some time. Um, we come a long way, man. Yeah, I think the uh, like and how uh, talking to Ben is one thing, and telling people how to do things is one thing, but we knew about the process long before. Like we talked to Ben. Like we we knew about stuff like that. I, like we were looking even, to even my my you know my dad. He listened to that episode with Ben, and uh, he called me afterwards, and he's like, I, "I've been telling you that for years. <laughs> yeah. That exact same thing. I've been telling you about that. Not to worry about the end result, and you know, focus on uh, things in your control day to day and stuff. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I guess it didn't really just sort of hit home until." Um, Till after, um, I don't, I don't know. Till after I started sort of making a few adjustments. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why it doesn't hit home, but it didn't for me either. It's something I knew about. Uh, but there was this guy I listened to called David Goggins, and um, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I, I attribute all my recent success to this one thing. It's not what he said. I was already on it before I heard him. He just helped me uh, define it. Um, but there's this one day I was reading this book, like Think and Grow Rich, and uh, it was talking about affirmations and how your self-conscious really dictates a lot about who you are. You know, what your your internal beliefs about yourself are the whole reason why you act the way you are and you just don't even realize it. You know, the way you were brought up with either, you know, confidence and decision making or people told you you weren't worth much, that gets dug in deep. And as people, we think we can't change that. And even if we tell ourselves, no, you're you're a confident guy, if your self-conscious doesn't believe it, you self-sabotage. You don't really want to reach out to people. And I was aware of this. My, my buddy Alex Mercolami had sent some videos over to me about a guy talking about self-sabotage and your self-image and how much control it has over us. And I was aware of it. And I read this book and this book talked about how you need to convince yourself conscious of things. So I pieced it together between those two things. I was like, I can convince myself conscious or my subconscious anything, really. Yeah. And then I, I started trying it a little bit and I was seeing like... I seeing a lot of improvement in my day to day, and then I heard this Anthony Goggins guy. Or sorry, <laughs> David Goggins. David Goggins. Who the fuck is Anthony? Anthony Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw this David Goggins guy, and he talked about uh, this concept, and he laid it out perfectly. Uh, basically, this David Goggins guy is uh, an ex Navy SEAL, ultra athlete. Like the guy can run two hundred miles. And I listened to this episode as well, and it was pretty cool pretty mind-blowing stuff what uh what the guy went through and what he had to offer i recommend it if you go on the joe rogan podcast listen to that one because he was a bum he like he like was a little bum he was like i and sucked i was a loser <laughs> i had no ability to get off the couch i lied to people he was spraying for cockroaches he was afraid of a lot of things he was yeah. a bum and he's open about it yeah fully and now he's a living example of mind over matter and he explained how he did it. And and did you um, you know the sh you know in the the episode when he referenced, uh, he's like, if you look at my race log, did you um, you can see yeah. all the races I did? Did you look that up? I well, yeah, it's on his. Uh, I think it's on his Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's like fifty mile race, two hundred mile race. Like two weeks later, a month later, like another two hundred mile race. Like 
just like after one after the other this guy is just fucking crushing miles it's insane to to put it in perspective he was afraid of the water and he's a navy seal so he and he he had to go through hell week three times he he once ran a hundred mile race without training for it based on just mentality alone and he explains all this stuff and again that's an extreme example like no one's expecting you to go out and become an ultra runner <laughs> but it's a perfect example of how much your body is or your mind is actually in control of your life and we don't feel that we feel a slave to our mind but uh what the what this guy and what um the book uh think and grow rich and all these things say is that no you're actually in control you just don't realize it so yeah. one morning um i i did what anthony said and uh anthony was like you mean david fuck why do i keep saying anthony <laughs> who's anthony who do you think, who's anthony i don't know who are you thinking of who the fuck is anthony couldn't tell you <laughs> oh my god um and uh what so what david said is he's like one day when i was at my lowest i just I couldn't do this anymore. I, I realized like this inner voice in my body said, if you do this for the rest of your life, you're going to be a miserable sack of shit. So he's like, I invented in my mind the man I want to be. I invented a character. I pictured everything about that character. And like intricate details. I laid it all out. And every day from that point onwards, I convinced myself that I am already that guy. And, and, and when, how I talked to myself, how I had addressed certain scenarios was always in the mentality that I am that guy. So you, you change the way you talk to yourself. You know what I mean? And he said, I started to do anything I didn't want to do. I'd be like, no, I'm that fucking guy. I want to do this. This is yeah. what I want to do. And it's such a simple change in mentality. I started doing it um, in the last like three weeks and I'm on fire. Yeah, you know, I've started incorporating it into my uh, into my uh, like sort of routine and stuff as well. Just stuff that I don't want to do. I tell myself I do want to do it instead, and uh, like little little things too, right? You know, like get home from the day and you like your 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 room's messy or something. You're like, oh, I'll clean that up later or whatever. You just like, like no, fuck no. I'm gonna do that right now. It takes five minutes because I'm a clean guy. <laughs> exactly right. And, and you 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 change the way you talk to yourself. And eventually, yeah, it might be work for the first two or three months. It might feel like active convincing, but eventually that's just who you are. It becomes you. It becomes you. you. Yeah. And that's how in control of yourself you are. And that's how insane dreams get realized, like dreams of becoming an ultra athlete or a Navy SEAL or an entrepreneur. Um, So I've painted this picture of myself as a guy who can do it all. Like right now I have a shitload on my plate, too much. In fact, I'm worried that it's going to get in the way of achieving my dreams. Uh, I have, I'm doing the CFA level three, the final one. I got to get it out of the way. I have wrists and rye. I have this podcast. My real dream above everything else for myself is to become a musician. And then uh, we're also doing real estate photography to make money. To, to try and fund <laughs> and all of this. <laughs> and bartending. Yeah. The definition of too many jams. And I was like, you know what? I could look at this one of two ways. I could be like, I've I've done too much, and I've made commitments, so I can't just quit these things. Like not not to mention as well, like you're playing hockey, mm-hmm. your social lives, y- social lives. I you're, work out. You work out. You're a fit three four times a week. You're a fit guy. Um, I, I don't like. Eat, I eat well. I I, I endless you know, endless right, and yeah. I I make time for my friends, and I'm like okay, and I I like you could literally pack a fucking salad bowl of things and go. 
you got way too much going on. In this image of this guy that I picture for myself in all the intricate details. He fucking does it all. He fucking does it all. <laughs> yeah. So what I got to I gotta work and not work is a relative term because I call it work, but I'm saying all those things. It's not like I'm watching Game of Thrones in there. It's not like I'm, you know, sending hours to play Fortnite. Yeah. It's, it's a different way of scheduling your day. I'm filling the entire day and yeah, I can do it all. And I've I've pictured this guy and anytime I don't want to do something, I'm like, yeah, you fucking do. This guy fucking does this it. This guy fucking does it. Oh, before I used to tell, be like, oh, I'm not good at sales. I'm not good at sales or I'm not good at designing bracelets like that. My partners are better at it. Fuck no, I'm great at it. And I know, and I'm not just like lying to myself. I know I'm good at it. I just don't want to do it because it's not my favorite thing. Exactly. So I'm like, no, buddy, do it. Like get up, do that workout today, eat right, you're all over it. Convince yourself when I go to bed, I visualize that guy, I visual, I visualize a guy with things on the move. His phone's blowing up, he's hanging out with his friends, his family likes him, he's in shape, he's eating right, he's, he's guess what, he just finished his CFA, his company's doing well. This guy's fucking killing it. He's helping Robbie's real estate company and the podcast is documenting it all. This guy's killing it. How does he do it? Get in control of your mind and when you guys check in in two months, I'm hoping you see the results of this mindset change and maybe it can convince you guys to try something along the lines of this as well. Because mm-hmm. if it works for me, if you're not already aware, that's one thing. If it works for me, that's one thing. If it works for Robbie, that's the true litmus test. Yeah, because I was, well, when you, when you were in London, the last um this was last year this was all of last year yeah yeah i was uh i was working a job i was working at this restaurant sushi restaurant serving and outside of that i like to hang out in my basement and play music all day with no real goals in mind either and uh you know my my parents weren't really on my case but my dad would throw the occasional thing at me being like oh you should check this out or do you see this post nudging you <laughs> yeah like slight nudges right like you'd be like do you see this post in this group and stuff you know this guy's hiring for this company and everything you know you should send him an email and stuff and i'd uh i'd, I'd yeah yeah him in, in some ways you know like i would <laughs> yeah, yeah, get right i'd on sort that. of half-ass it but i didn't have as much of a like i wasn't i wasn't as like driven to to get out and do all this stuff and uh i think i think it might be partially from you know, when, when I finished up school, I, uh, like I, I, I never really got much experience working and doing stuff while I was in school. I mean, I, I mean, I did, like I worked throughout the summers, I worked for this flower company and then I'd go up to camp and I'd work there for the summer, but like re sort of real work experience that's was applicable to with my degree and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I just, I sort of had this mindset that, you know what, everything will just sort of work out. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, you know, eventually. Something's going to happen for you. Someone's going to do it for you. Yeah. Something's just going to happen for me, you know, like the things are just going to fall into place for me. And so when I graduated, I, I, um, I got a couple jobs serving in bartending and then I had the idea I wanted to go travel. So I went and spent some time in Australia. Then I came back again <clears throat> got back into serving again with and it's it's so easy to get caught in that cycle you know you're you're making decent money you're living at home 
thing, things are pretty good, right? Yeah. You can play music in the morning. I can play music whenever I want. Days off, like I, you know, when I, when I wasn't working, some days I'd like I I could stay in the basement for like days, just hanging out in there and not really doing much. <laughs> and like, like I wasn't working out. I like I I uh, like I wasn't really doing much, but I was but I was content. And then um, and then I think. Uh, you know, like fast forward six, seven months, I think, uh, like situation with, uh, when the ex-girlfriend might've fired me up a little bit once I moved to Toronto and I sort of did a little self-reflection a bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. She, she kind of, she kind of kickstarted your, your self-awareness by telling you a little bit about what you were, you know what I mean? Cause, cause she was just like, what, what, what kind of was the general theme of the breakup? Cause it wasn't, it wasn't like anything awful. Like you guys had a decent relationship for yeah. for a period of time, and then it was, it was something to do with that lifestyle you were living. Yeah, it was. I think it was. Um, it was. It was just uh, like I wasn't like I, I like I wouldn't follow. Th- I wouldn't follow through on things, and I think that. Like in sort of in every aspect of of what I was doing, you know, I was I was happy with the way things were, and uh, I didn't really have much motivation. There was no growth. There, there was there was no growth happening, right? And uh, so so once I so once that happened, and then I moved to Toronto and stuff, I it was a it's been a period of a lot of self-reflection you definitely felt inferior for a period of time i remember you coming in being like this is this is the first time where you've probably been uncomfortable in your own situation you were totally fine living that life before and then when you got here after that breakup you started to be like everyone else is doing all this stuff what am i doing to realize yeah and that's when the self-reflection journey started i got him on podcasts and um i've I've seen him become so much more self-aware in the last little while And, but to the point where still, I'm going to be honest with you, like you would say you understood a lot of stuff. You'd be like, yeah, I got to do this, this, and this, and this is what I got to do to be successful, but still nothing. You know what I mean? I check in after a week and it'd be like, you know what? I sent out a few emails. Um, and only in, uh, in the last little bit, have you reached a point of self-awareness where you've been able to identify why you're not able to push your dreams forward. And when, like the second you got there, you're like, what do I do now? And and I think in the last couple of weeks, we've been able to, to get to a really cool point where I'm so excited to see what can come of Robbie to the point where if Robbie in two months is where I think he can be with this change of mindset, then any fucking buddy can. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like, yeah, totally. Like, if you can't find a relatable aspect to Robbie's story there, because I definitely can, in the six months that we spent together before the podcast, living in a very similar way, I relate 100%. <laughs> we weren't doing anything. Anything. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's it's easy it's easy to throw up these facades when you're out social settings and stuff, but... How are things going, man? Oh, really great. You know, um, a lot of cool opportunities coming up. A lot of interviews with these people. Like, it's going awesome, dude. Yeah, no one, you know, in, uh, no one really digs. I mean, when, when you're talking to friends and passing and stuff, no one really digs into it as deep 
as uh you know trav and i we hang out most days of the week and we see actually what's happening firsthand what we're doing and um we get in each other's ear about it yeah trav gets in my fucking ear all I'm the like, time i'm like do better dude because <laughs> I, I say i'm gonna do stuff and then like there's no there's no fronting it at all to you there's zero fronting and and <laughs> rob is an honest guy he will not lie like if if you're like why didn't you do that he'll be like you know what I have no idea. I really easily could have, and it just wasn't there. And that's why, if you're an honest person with yourself, that's the only way you'll figure out your issues. That's the only way I figured mine out in the last, and like literally, I'm only, I'd say I'm only two to three weeks ahead of Robbie in my recent self-reflection. That's why I'm so fired up about it now. Um, And I'm curious to see if it works with Robbie because Robbie, like when I hit the self-reflection, my whole perspective changed. I was like, before I was looking for tools. I was looking for tricks. I was looking to see how other people did stuff. And they would say, do this, get up at 7.30 and you'll be successful. Use this planner and you'll be successful. Talk with more confidence about your business and you'll be successful. They're telling you to do things. These are actions. These are these are really external things. And I would try them and I would fizzle out. I would lose motivation quickly. Yeah. And it was only when I started to realize that your outer actions are purely a reflection of your mindset, of how you think about yourself, that I realized treating the symptoms of a poor mindset is the worst thing you can do. And like, I heard the exact same thing in you when we were talking the last couple of weeks, when you've hit this point of self reflection where you're like, Trav, I got to do more things during the day. I just got to achieve more. I got to set goals and do more. I have to talk with more conviction. I have to get up early and, and not uh, dilly dally so much, maybe not go out during the weeks. And I'm like, no, no. Like, well, at the time I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that's all good and helpful yes but those are your now that now that i've i've been a little bit through the mindset journey i can see that those are just symptoms of a mindset that you have one that you may not even be aware of you know what i mean and we broke it down in the car ride yesterday when we were talking about like deep rooted beliefs about yourself yeah and how to break those down become so self-aware awareness is the first step to breaking down constructs about yourself deep-rooted constructs and uh how you act is a reflection of that if you're not doing a lot during the day you're not a motivated person yeah if you're not reaching out to that people becomes part of your mindset it becomes part, yeah if you're not if you're not reaching out to people you're maybe not a confident person in in that in that avenue you're not it's you're not making good you're not making decisions you're you're putting decisions off it, it could come from a, a self-belief that you're not a good decision maker and all these things, the only way to get better at them is to do them. It's to hit them head on. It's to hit them head on. And that's the only way to get better. And the only way to, to give yourself the boost to do it is to believe, I'm not a bad decision maker. I just haven't made enough decisions. And it also goes back to that uh, mentality that, you know, when you when you don't want to do something, do, do it. it. If it's going to be, if that's part of the person you want to be, if that's part of the mindset you want to sort of bring on in, into uh, your day-to-day routine and everything just do it just do it and with the sales stuff for wrist and rye that i didn't like before putting up instagrams and stuff like that i said yeah i may not be as good as these other people how do i get better do it just do it yeah you're that guy 
you have the mentality and and once you get past that step once you start to break down like like at first i observed myself and i started to see all the things i was telling myself telling myself i'm not good at sales telling myself i'm not a a a a brand leader i'm more of an operations guy i tell myself bullshit i just don't do a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm. and uh i'm a I, i absolutely have the capability i'm a creative guy i've branded many things i branded myself i brand my music i we branded this podcast like Totally. I, it's just something you don't want to do. It's just what I didn't want to do. So you put it off, you put it off, and then it, it just becomes something that you think you're not good at because you you, can, you can't do it. You but just, when you really you could do it, if you just sat down and you did it, you could you could totally do it. And with uh, so with this mindset thing, once you start to observe what you're telling yourself, you can address it. When you're building this picture of yourself in your mind, and you you have to convince yourself a lot. If you don't if you don't wake up in the morning, I wake up unmotivated every day. I don't wake up and go like fuck yeah. I wake up and I'm like bed for another hour. <laughs> Instagram, Instagram, Snapchat. What went on last night? The only way to fix that for me is it, the second I wake up, I sit up in my bed. Yeah. And I go through that affirmation. You're that fucking guy. What does that guy do? I get the fuck up in the morning. <laughs> Wake up. I make myself a coffee. I don't touch my phone. I pop out of bed. This morning, I, I literally sprung out of bed. Like right when your alarm went off. My alarm went off. I sat up and I'm like, you're that fucking boy. And I, <laughs> I flew out of bed. I flew out of bed. And this is so unlike it. me. It's, I love it. It is all mentality. And I don't think it's a temporary thing because it's been every day for the last three weeks. The only maybe two or three days after a night out. Have I been like, take today off? And by yeah. off, I mean, maybe only work in the afternoon. And I'm not saying you have to be like that. I'm just saying, if you're at zero, what a great way to get to half. And if you're at half, what a great way to get to 100. And if you're at 100, what a great way to get to 110. It's all from your mind. And then these tools, like the planners and the stuff people tell you to do, they no longer become symptom treating they become something you want to do because it's going to allow you to achieve more. Yeah, exactly. And it organizes all these thoughts that you have into your head into something that you can sort of uh, manipulate and coordinate yourself. Because working hard is one thing, right? Working smart, you could achieve so much more in the same amount of time. That's how you can have your cake and eat it too. So when people tell you, use this planner, it works for me. And you go get that planner and it doesn't work for you. You're like, oh, this planner doesn't work. No, you don't fucking work. <laughs> like, wake up. It's all you. It's all you your mindset. Work. You're the only person telling yourself you can't achieve something. And it might not be your active conscious mind telling you that. It could be your subconscious belief from a fucking high school career of people telling you you weren't worth much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this has been the biggest revelation in the two months we've started this podcast. I've learned a lot about housing. I've learned a lot about the process. I've learned a lot about travel. We didn't even talk about Chris's episode. Oh yeah, I was yeah, I meant to mention that actually. But this I'd say this is the biggest shift in overall achieving all those things. Yeah. Focusing on one thing and one thing alone, your mindset, your self-image, which will I which I think will help sort of achieve all these other things that are relevant to uh, the episodes that we've doing, we're doing and stuff, you know, getting your own place. Um, you know, if the, tr- if traveling becomes something, if you well, see our so- songs on the, on the Spotify in the next six months, <laughs> a little EP, maybe a couple music videos, you, you by following music. Along. Yeah. 
by following along with this podcast, you can kind of see and with Robbie's next two months, if it has as much an effect on him as, as it did on me, because diff- different strokes for different folks, right? But we'll see, man. Yeah, we're hoping over the next two months when we check in again, that there's going to be some progress. And what is on your horizon? My horizon. Um, so I think something definitely for me that I've, I've been thinking about is that I want to move out. I don't know if that's going to happen in the next two months, but there's definitely steps involved in that process that I can be working towards, you know, over the next couple of months that, uh, that will help me get there sooner. What are some of those steps? Um, I need to be, I need to be making more money. The one I'm doing right now. And, uh, I think getting the real estate photography business off the ground. Have, is, we, have we even introduced that yet? And I briefly mentioned in passing. Robbie is taking the lead on a project, um, the real estate photography project. Um, so I think that's just started up in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Um, yeah. So my, my aunt, my aunt and uncle are real estate agents and, uh, my aunt just sort of had this idea the other week that, uh, or that she needed some help actually taking some photos of a of an apartment or a couple apartments and doing the floor plans and stuff, and uh, we, we figured that that's within our capabilities of a sort of an easy cash flow business that uh, w- that we have all the equipment for. We've got some resources that we can make happen um, for the time being. So. The uh, the goal is to get that started, generating some income from that, um, as well the podcast. We yeah. we want the podcast to grow, and um, another project that I am going to be working on over the next little while is building the the Too Many Jams website. Cool. Um, so that's great. It means I don't have to. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm actually I'm a little. Uh, I'm I'm curious, or I'm like uh, by curious, like. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like you just brush past that. I'm I'm interested in sort of learning, on how to do that. So, um, I I love it, man. Like just hearing him like say stuff like that, I think is a change in. Before it was like Trav, how do we do this? And I was like, okay, we can do that, that, and that. Just hearing him be like, oh, I'm taking the lead on these projects. Pushing projects forward is a great way to practice all these skills. It's skills that like go to everywhere in life. If you can push projects forward, you get good at decision making. You get more confident. You start to break down bigger projects into, into doable chunks. And I think starting an, a cash flow business is an excellent way to prove to yourself that you can make money outside of the system, and which is why we want to talk to the Boymans. Yeah, if we can ever get them on. At Sip Bar. They're, they're traveling, uh, so it's hard to get them on, but they started this bar company called Sip Bar, and it's a very- Which is a, the company we're both working for as well right now. We're bartending Event for Event bartending, and it's a very straightforward business. I'm not, we're not saying, when we say easy, we don't mean like it doesn't take a lot of work. We just mean easy to wrap your head around. Yeah, these guys work hard. These guys work hard, and, and with real estate, you're gonna have to work hard. But 
it's easy to wrap your head around. It's like, okay, I know where to buy booze. I know where to go to meet people that are putting on events. I got to build this company around it, but it's really just providing a service um, that is easy to wrap your head around. They didn't invent an app. They didn't invent Facebook, Airbnb. They just said, you know what? We're good at this. We understand it. Let's put our let's put our effort into it, and they've grown a great company. I mean, but it it wasn't their original idea. No, it, it was a pivot from mm-hmm. an app, I think it was an app idea that they had. Um, I mean, when we get them onto the show, yeah, we shouldn't d- do yeah, too much into yeah. their story. Yeah, they can explain it to you guys once we get them on the show. But the idea is they started doing, and from doing, they learned out what is the right path. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. With real estate photography, you got to start doing, and you may learn by the first job that it's not pictures they want, it's videos. Or if it's not videos, it's this. Or they want you, to, you'll learn what they want. Yeah. You're not going to do that, learn that by sitting on your ass. No, absolutely. Or I may um, even learn that that's not for me. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's not like you have to do this for the rest of your life. I, th- I think of it more of as an exercise. Yeah. Push a project forward. That's a good way to look at it. I've done a lot of I've done a lot of businesses that weren't my career. Like I, my friend Andrew started a college pro franchise. I ran that with him. I didn't want to be a painter for the rest of my life, but we ran a franchise together. Uh, We did car detailing in London one summer. I've made an app. I've run other businesses. These weren't my passions. Yeah, I learned everything from running those businesses. Everything, making decisions, pushing projects forward cash flow what 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 is business all about providing something having someone pay you a little bit more for something than it costs you to provide it you know what i mean like learning the absolute fundamentals this is a project you say you don't have the experience you don't have the story that other people have how do you get experience start start do it do it so fucking we'll see how this goes but i'm excited um and uh so in the next two months we may not be moved out or Rob may not be a real estate billionaire yet, but, um, <laughs> but baby steps, even if he has two websites built in a couple clients, that will be more project pushing forward than what I have right now. Exactly. And more than you've had probably in the last two years. Yeah. And I think that in itself will be something to sort of celebrate. And I'm not saying shoot low. I'm saying that, like don't shoot for the low end but yeah yeah <laughs> the daily process is how you'll get there it will we'll see where you get to um that'd and be cool. then um and then music we're also going to try and push music forward that's our kind of our both project our, it's like our, a mutual goal yeah try trav you want to touch on some of your goals that you have some well they're very the similar list. yeah yeah they're all very similar yeah um i i want to bring wrist and rye up to the level up to its toronto equivalent you know what I mean? I wanted to support my lifestyle in Toronto. Um, I wanted to be a reflection of my lifestyle. You know what I mean? Of, of a guy who's who's able to do it all. And um, so hopefully in the next two months, it's buzzing again. It's no longer kind of like stabs in the dark. Stagnant. Yeah. It's stagnant. You know what I mean? Like we, we make money, but it's it's so much so peak and valley right now that it doesn't feel like a flowing, breathing machine like it used to before. You know, like, I want to get it breathing again on a daily basis. I want to see those orders come in daily. I want to... Because you know what it's like when 
business for you is bumping, right? Like yes. You're getting all the orders in and stuff. You've got celebrities with bracelets on their wrist. People are wanting to buy new bracelets and everything. Things are going well. You've had that experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sort of being on the other end and stuff right now, um, you're, th you're thirsty to get it back to a point where, you know, you can see that like the fruits of your labor, you exactly. know, the hard work is actually uh, paying off for you. So we'll, we'll, um, we'll keep, keep tabs on that company. I think so far so good. Um, we're working with a lot of cool people again and uh, we got big projects lined up for the summer even that like I'm fucking pumped for. <laughs> Uh, this one video I can't it's secret right now but it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those ones that gets on like Elite Daily or BuzzFeed because it's it's such a unique idea uh, my buddy who's a short film producer is gonna make it happen the same one who did our, our last uh, uh, Are You a Rye Guy video is this, um, does this have to do with that song we recorded no no oh no I don't think I've told you the full details about this. I've just kept it DL for oh, now. Okay. Um, no, that's a that's a totally different <laughs> thing. Um, but yeah, so that's that's for wrist and rye. I obviously want to pass my CFA. It's it was always a backup plan. I, it was a three year journey, um, and I started it way back when I wasn't even like that involved with anything wrist and rye or entrepreneurial. So I didn't realize where I'd be in three years. I do want to get it done. I don't like ditching out on commitments. I just don't want your backup plan to get in the way of, or sorry, my backup plan to get in the way of my dreams, which it has for the last couple of years. Um, yeah, you are, uh, you're 100%. Once you commit to something, you never, you never back down. That's, that's why that's, that's a great trait that you have. It's true. It's, it, it's hard on you sometimes, but I don't ever like to quit something. Um, and that's not that's saying I won't move on from Even businesses. Even just social plans. Social too. plans. I don't. I won't ditch unless yeah. I absolutely have to. I'll, I'll do my best to make everything work. Yeah. Um, and it's a good trait to have in business. And it, it, entrepreneurship is about survival. And businesses will go through peaks and valleys. I've talked. I've been fortunate enough to talk to launch a lot of entrepreneurs, and they're the ones saying like, "We had a shit year with our business. Like nothing was working. Things were declining." And it was, it was just like this and that and that that kind of just clicked again and now we're here, you know? So it's the reason why I haven't given up on Wrist and Rye. In fact, I doubled down. I, I reevaluated what my passions were. My passions are creativity. I love making music videos. I love working with people. And I, and I really enjoy uh, designing these pieces because it's uh, just a reflection of that that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Well, that's what your whole brand was built upon but i right? forgot that it's it's so yeah. hard to see that when you're inside the company yeah like when you're inside i th i f i it's so dark you're in the trenches you're, you're answering so much day-to-day -day stuff and doing all this stuff you actually lose sight of what you built and that's why in the summer i was gonna i was like fuck this i was like what do i have to show for my last two years and i was so dark about it and it was so negative and it was only when we tried to start new things like the podcast and stuff that I remembered how hard it is to get a business going. And I was fortunate enough to, to have those three partners that started Wrist and Rye when I got in maybe six months after they started it. They did the hard part of saying, let's make an idea reality. And I'm like, why would I, you know, why would I look past that? And I look back at the business, I've looked at all the programs we've been in, all the people we worked with, the, the amount of customers we have, the brand is all there. I'm like, why would I throw away something that is actually so much in line with what I like. It's the whole reason I got involved in the first place. And I just redefined my passions. I had to start from ground zero. 
And uh, so that's why I got a lot planned for that. But mm-hmm. again, Rist and Rye is one avenue. See if I'm going to get done and I'm not going to let it get, a, get in the way of my dreams this time. The podcast, we're going to push it along because it is what I do every day anyway. Like we're just going to record and the, you know, and the podcast, yeah, the podcast has sort of gotten to that point now as well, where it's you know, two like Tuesdays are hard deadline. Yeah, it's you know, like it has to, it has to be done, and it's not something we've it's it's one of the things we've we've been able to you know keep uh, pretty focused on with like maintaining a deadline um, that you know that could easily not be met if we if we sort of we've let been it close, slip. yeah if we just accepted failure and, yeah. and we've missed, we've almost missed a few things, but we haven't missed one yet. And hopefully we don't for the whole year. Like it, some weeks are hard, man. Some weeks like t- today was one week where we've been so busy. Um, we're recording this Tuesday and we got to release yeah. it tonight. In a couple um, hours. In a couple <laughs> hours. Yeah. So we'll finish this. We'll edit it. A whole, um, a whole year. What? That'll be uh, like 23 episodes. Plus the minisodes and stuff like that. Yes, plus but the minisodes. Again, we're, we're, it's, a, it's recording what we do anyway. We always have these chats anyway. We talk to people anyway. We're figuring our lives out anyway. Yeah. We're recording it because if there's another guy out there, if there's one girl out there that listens to this and goes, I'm going to turn my life around, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, it's worth recording it. If they can relate a little bit. Exactly. To what we're saying or to some of the stories, uh, it'll be cool. It'll be really cool to see. Yeah, Just one person cool to, to say, that. you know what? Yeah. That actually helped me. It'll make the whole year worthwhile. And also, it's about us. We're doing this for ourselves just as much. So don't think we're these altruistic people. Like, this is about keeping us accountable and making sure that we communicate to the world what we're doing so that we don't ditch on our goals, on our dreams. And, uh, and we're pretty excited because over the next, you know, in the next couple episodes, we've got some, we're, we're trying to get some more bigger guests and, um, People that have done really cool things. People that have done cool things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the next few episodes are going to be fun. I'm excited for them. Um, people people that do cool things are hard to lock down, though. Let me <laughs> let me say they exactly, they are yeah. busy. So yeah. that's the only reason why. Um, and it's not to say the people we have talked to already haven't done cool things. Um, yeah, but, not to uh, put them. We were just closer with those people. Yeah. So it was easier to be like, come on, <laughs> push some time aside for us. Um, but yeah, so, so those are, those are the goals. I want to move out as well. Um, just because I want to help our music career go on. We've been making some dope music. We got some hot tunes coming down the pipeline. We just, we lack some ability on the computer to, to mix and master. To properly produce. So we've kind of just been looking for people to work with on that. We played a live show last week that went really, really well. Um, so we're probably just going to make some more music make some more mu- music plus we're gonna look for some more shows as yeah well. we so wanna, we want to start playing live more as well catch us around because i think the eventual goal is on a personal side to be musicians that's it on a business side yeah we may have our brand running we may have our 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 money uh generators running but on a personal side we're musicians musicians and uh I think that's something we both settled on. So that's that's going as well. And then when it comes to just um, life in general, like I want to keep a balanced life through all that. I want to make sure I'm still healthy. I'm still eating well. And healthy is a relative term. Like we still send it on the weekend sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, is that healthy? But, Probably not healthy. I mean, 
when, when you say healthy, I th- I think most of the time you're, you're talking about uh, keeping up with fitness and diet. With fitness and diet, and, and then sleep. treating yourself every now and then. Yeah, you know it's 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 forgivable. <laughs> I definitely I definitely sometimes want to treat myself a little less, and I think we've been getting good about it now that yeah. now that the mindset's changing. I'm incorporating yeah. some images of self control into my my myself my reflect whatever I, affirmations i do but uh those are those are kind of my goals obviously i'm going to help with the real estate because um rob's taking lead on that but we're both going to do um the work on it i'm going to help uh, the too many jams website and keep pushing this project forward i'm really curious to see what two months will do for me as well and i can't wait to like recap in two months what what's been changing in the company and maybe have some really tangible stuff to show you yeah that w- that will be cool eh? you know if you could actually like t- this project gave about, this and yeah you know talk about how things have actually changed in the time period but that like that being said man the chris episode it's this is a perfect segue because um we also like we talk about this but we want to spend time in a new city i want to yeah. immerse in a new place I think it's great experience. I, I mean, not to the, not really along the same lines of what Chris has done, you know. Oh no, I don't want to go to Colombia. Yeah. Well, I do, but not not. I want to immerse in Colombia. Yeah, yeah. But um, immerse in the right environment. Immerse in the yeah the environment that we want to be in for sure. It was suitable for him because he was doing renewable energy projects. Yeah, yeah, true. So it's it's along the lines of so, what. He wanted to learn he Spanish. He wanted to learn about and yeah. A lot of renewable energy is in the emerging world. Different strokes for different folks, right? Well, the thing I wrote down here when I was when I was reflecting on his episode was basically that I liked the way he did it, where it wasn't just travel; it was full immersion while progressing his dreams. And I don't think you have to go to South America to do that. For us, whether it's um, L.A. is a great place to run a brand be a musician and meet really cool people doing really cool things to work with. You can also ride birds there. You can also, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, there's this fucking company called bird. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking fly around. In these Let things. me tell you about bird. This episode is brought to you by bird. Actually. Bird sponsors us with uh, <laughs> scooter rentals for free. So there's this company called bird. That's uh, one of the ex Uber guys um, started and, um, he created an app and he bought a bunch of electric scooters <laughs> <laughs> and he charges all the electric scooters and then disperses them throughout uh, Santa Monica, Santa Monica, Venice Beach area, yeah, Venice Beach area in the mornings. And, uh, you open up your app and the map kind of looks like Uber and it shows you where all the birds are. <laughs> and, you know, depending on your proximity to a bird, you go, you go find one, and once you get to the bird, it has a barcode on it. You scan the barcode with your phone, and the bird unlocks, and you've got this fucking sweet electric scooter. You it can ride flies. anywhere. It flies. It charges you 15 cents a minute. Like, we, we were going Venice to Santa Monica along the bo- or along the bike pass. Along the streets. Six like, bucks? Seven yeah. bucks? Yeah, it's Tops. nothing. And they're so fun, and the best part about it, you don't have to... You don't have to like bring them back to the spot you got them. Leave them anywhere. You can park them anywhere. <laughs> How do we get talking about? Bir- oh yeah, we're saying we're, we want to go to L.A. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, just like immerse, immersion in L.A., just sitting there on the beach making music, p- 
pushing wrist and rye along and surfing surf birding <laughs> just like it, just a couple months meeting new people i think is a refreshing way to like exfoliate your beliefs about yourself that's a lot of your beliefs are geography based oh i can't do this because i live here or i can't do that because totally. i live there um so that from chris's episode it kind of i took away that you can immerse it's not a deferral on life if you make it about your dreams as well nothing bad comes from meeting new people yeah and it's not like we have to learn a new language there <laughs> except for surfer <laughs> bro gotta, you gotta speak american remember when we we went surfing and oh yeah you don't want to get in the the locals the only. locals only you gotta <laughs> learn a new language man i cut a guy off come on dude what the fuck dude or you know what i think uh uh a new etiquette you know and some sur some I don't, we don't know the surf rules. Some slim locals only surfers etiquette. Those guys in Palos Verdes look like they wanted to fight. Yeah, and I, know, right? so I kept a smile on my face the entire time. And uh, they would just barge on any wave, take it from you. I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> I was worried to hop up on some waves because if I farmed it, then <laughs> they'd fucking be pissed that I like took a good wave from them. <laughs> Do you remember the guy who's out there? They, there was a fight right beside us yeah they were chirping him um what happened again they just bullied him off the wave it didn't get to fist to cuffs but he was basically like he was trying to locals only the locals and the locals locals only him right back and he was just like this is my fucking wave i, I grew up in these streets yeah yeah and like you you, you, you don't even fucking surf here man like i fucking live in these waves i'm here every day meanwhile robbie and i are on a fucking rented probably walmart board <laughs> Uh, looking like straight idiots. I think it was pretty noticeable that uh, we weren't from around there. What's the term? Kook, is it? What? They, they for call... new surfers? For like, it's like, you know how know. Jerry's are skiers, Jerry of the day? Kooks, yeah. Kooks are surfer, like the surfer equivalent Kooks. of Jerry's. I've never heard that. There's a page on Insta called Kook Slams. Oh, I love that. That's it. Oh, the, is that what that's from? Yeah, it's it's surf. It's a surfer term. I didn't know that that was a that was a term used for surfing. Um, but oh. um, but yeah, I eventually just paddled my way to the middle, away from uh, these we caught the local bros yeah. and uh, tried to do our own thing without but, getting into any fights or conflicts. That was the best surf dudes. spot, man. I want to go back there so bad. Except for that hike down. Fuck that. That kind of yo. If we had a bird. We could have ripped down. <laughs> birded down the rock face? Yeah, except uh, someone probably would have birded back up, took it from us. <laughs> yeah, that the problem with birds is you'd bring them to a place, just you leave them outside, and unless you pay to reserve them, so you have to pay a fee, yeah. unless you pay to reserve them, someone could just take it from you. So you could go into like a convenience store. Because the minute you lock it again, then it shows up on the map. So many times someone would snipe a bird out from under your under your nose. You'd come outside, you'd be like, damn it. <laughs> like, remember that one night? <laughs> so one night we were, um, we, were, we were going out for dinner and our plan was we're going to go get a bunch of birds and we're going to zip into Santa Monica on our birds. Four, and, uh, four people, just bird squad. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so um, so we go out, we, we're, we're looking at the bird map. We see a couple birds scattered so we uh we sort of we all scatter ourselves going to f track down these birds and stuff and um by the time we get to 
we get to like one bird and pick it up and then two of us would be riding it to another bird doubling <laughs> up on a bird's hilarious by the way <laughs> two people on an electric scooter and then it drains its battery so much quicker so we'd get to the next bird and we'd have to ditch the one bird so we eventually just did a fucking big lap on these birds like getting back to the same spot of where we left and didn't make it any further to the restaurant we wanted to go to because we, we wasted 45 minutes and we had to get all the food in the died. area because <laughs> yeah. at, at night the birds have been used so like they're, they're already at like 20% battery yeah and then we actually ran into the guy that picking them up yeah yeah because they pick yeah. them up at night because they're not they don't have lights yet I think so they don't have them going at the it's night it's still startup but there was one time where Justin who was on our trip with us Justin is Robbie's sister's boyfriend um, and uh, he went he went out to find his bird and it was in someone's backyard like tall fences all the way around and he couldn't get to him so I picked him up on my bird and I'm gonna say he's how much do you think he weighs? Oh, he's uh, 215. Football player build. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. And I'm no, I'm no small chap. <laughs> and the two of us, like a hulk of a man, standing behind me on this. This scooter was flexing. Yeah, was, I can't believe both of you went on one. The, the looks we were getting, we were like Titanicking this uh, this scooter. <laughs> he had his arms around my waist. And actually, this is a great segue because Justin is sponsoring our giveaway. I'm not going to say sponsoring. He's gifted us a couple two fours of Heineken because he works for Heineken. That we are going to give away this week. And we're going to give away to you lucky folks. If you've, again, listened this far. <laughs> yeah, you made it to the end of the podcast. Um, and you may be asking yourself, how do I win these two fours of Heineken? Do you think if people, if people really wanted to win this stuff, it's probably pretty easy. Like we're probably going to get like 10 or 15... <laughs> 10 or 15 comments tops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not even, not, not even, even expecting that many. So, you know, just listen up and, uh, or skip to the end. Or <laughs> the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Cause we and, usually do something. And, uh, these two fours could easily be yours. So what we're proposing for the giveaway this week is in this Facebook episode post. If you take one friend that doesn't, know about the podcast or isn't subscribed to the too many jams page already you will be entered into our random generator you each get one and you can each win a two four like Simple. La last time i think we had like 10 10 people tops competing for 150 dollars in lcbo gift cards yeah and like one of our friends just greased 100 bucks <laughs> like uh, like so it's, it's yeah we're gonna keep doing this um and we have a bigger giveaway actually yes. So this is another example of there's benefits to listening to the ends of our episodes, I guess. <laughs> Once um, we make it through. We're going to take, I don't know if it's one or two, one, one lucky listener. I think, uh, yeah. One lucky listener. One lucky listener. We're going to take one lucky listener skydiving inside. In <laughs> indoor, indoor skydiving. skydiving. <laughs> <laughs> There's this really cool, uh, just YouTube, if you want to check it out. There's this really cool indoor skydiving joint. It. Yeah. I think most people know of it. It's called iFly, right? Yeah. You float around this chamber. And, it looks uh, super fun. It looks so fun. Um, Dying to get in there. Yeah. So we're, we, we've gotten uh, tickets and we're going to take, well, Robbie and I are going to go, obviously, because we're fucking rad dudes. And we want another rad dude to come with us. Or, or do that. It's going to be random. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a not rad this, person. A rad person. Yes. People kind out there. <laughs> As Trudeau says, we're going to take a rad person. I don't know what 
like we haven't thought of yet what people like what we're asking people to do to potentially win that yeah what is our we have like um activity or what is our method of we have like a maybe we'll make like a facebook or a instagram story and if people post that instagram story uh tag tag like one of us like you or me or tag whatever yeah we gotta think this through a little bit yeah. Maybe maybe we'll put the instructions on the Facebook post about the giveaway. About like what what you have to do to win the the iFly experience. Yes. Okay. So keep an eye out for the Facebook post. It'll be something along those lines. We we just want to. Um, and we'll make uh, we'll make sure to make note of it in the show notes as well. Yeah. Like we just want to make sure it's it's an action that we can track because before like when we're like oh please subscribe and leave a review. The reviews, like people had nicknames on those reviews. So it's like, who the fuck are you? We had to track down uh, Slim Jim. Uh, and um, what, was the, what was the other guy's name? Who never reached out to us, actually. Yeah. Something McMorris, was it? Or no? No. Brian or... It, was- it started with a, it started with a B, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, there's there's still an unclaimed $25 gift card. Um, if you listen to... Which episode was it? Would have been the third episode, I think. Um, claim your gift card, uh, and then yeah, f- it's got to be like it's got to be trackable. So like we'll we'll think about something, but also we're trying to get the word out there because the only way you know this this really exists long term is if we can get listeners, listeners. Yeah, that's just how podcasts work. You have to get you have to grow listeners, and uh, if you do like it, like that's the thing. If you don't like it. Don't bother sharing or unless you want to win the stuff. Sure. That's great. But if, if you do like it, like tell your friends, you know, it helps. They might <laughs> yeah, like it too. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're just trying to build a community here. Try to build a community. And at the end of the day, um, also something we've been doing with friends is a lot of people have been like, oh, like we wanted to start a podcast. We wanted to do whatever. Reach out to us. You can get on. We can yeah. do it together. Yeah. That's another thing as well. We're looking for mini ideas. Or, or not, not even Minnesota ideas, but like different segments that we can incorporate under the Too Many Jams umbrella. So, I mean, uh, we spoke about this already with, with, Chris. with Chris that he's uh, he's going out into the wild and he's going to uh, he's going to lay down some interviews and stuff, send them back from Australia, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna you know bring bring that in make as it a, make as it a, a community, yeah, yeah. So if you guys have any ideas or your friends have any ideas, um. Send them our way if you want to be a part of the Too Many Jams community. We um we have some ideas as well, and yes. it involves pushing comfort zones. Oh yeah, and we forgot to talk about this in the episode, but basically, Robbie and I are big believers that we're way too comfortable, and we don't push our comfort zones enough. Um, well, I mean, you know what? Comparably, I think we push our comfort zones more than most people. You're right. Okay, sure. I'm just saying we've gotten comfortable at this new level now. We're, yeah. We've plateaued a little bit. Yeah. Okay. And we want to get to that next level. I want to get to the, I want to get to the level of comfort zoning where it's like do anything. You know, what I mean, not worry about what people think. 
Uh, just don't be an asshole. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so we're gonna do we're gonna do challenges and we're gonna film it. Like Rob's gonna say, Trav, uh, I want you to busk on the streetcar, play a song on the on the subway or whatever. And I'm gonna be like, Rob, you gotta do a stand up comedy routine. Um, or like we're both gonna go to like a speed dating event just because it's so fucking awkward. And we're gonna film it. Like we're gonna show a little but, clip, maybe a two minute video about it. And yeah. It'll be hilarious. But but you have to provide reasonable grounds for why the um the activity would be beneficial and uh, we sort of brought ben on as a as our consultant in the mix you know of uh sort of refereeing whether <laughs> he thinks they are uh reasonable or not reasonable or not yeah. he had some cool ideas as well yes like uh like certain challenges like what happens if you push your comfort zone and get up at like 5 a.m every day for a week <laughs> just like and work out yeah um but also if you guys have any ideas feel free to uh leave some comments or hit us up if you've got some fun things you think would be entertaining to see us film and or if you in. do stuff send it in oh yeah that's cool as well um just try to think about more of it as a community um it can only it can only become more of what you want is if you tell us what you want like that's the only way this is gonna become more of what you want. If like, I wish uh, this could happen. Guess what? They can't can. just send it. <laughs> um, but I think I think all that being said, we got a few cool cool giveaways. We got this these cool ideas for the future. Yes. So all of that will be in the show notes, and we'll link it there. Um, keep an eye out for the giveaways, the Facebook posts, and uh, thanks for listening. Give us feedback. And we'll see you next, next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.